Hey, what's up, guys? It's your good friend Jimbo. Today's episode is presented by Vayer. Vayer was founded with the goal of building an affordable everyday wristwatch that blends tasteful design with extreme durability and functionality. Vayer returns a sense of dignity to affordable wristwatches and are built to last. Vayer is a true American watch company specializing in both quartz and automatic watches. Vayer is offering our listeners 15% off if you use the code PODGO15. Go to VayerWatches.com to learn more and get your new timepiece today. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here. Um, kind of, kind of happy. I uh, just got done watching the Philadelphia Flyers nearly giveaway game to the Islanders. Uh, they won in overtime, four three. Um, I got home. I missed the first like uh, first period, I believe it was, because uh, turned it on. And it was already 3 nothing. Had some other stuff to do. When I turn it back on, it's start of the third period, and it's 3-1. Um, Islanders came back, tied it up last three minutes of the of the game. Uh, Lane Vignot decided to challenge the offsides on the third goal for offsides. And, I mean, maybe he had a better angle with his uh, monitors and all that stuff, but... The best angle that they put up on TV basically would have been one of those guessing um, was he offsides, was he not offsides type situations. But either way, um, pulled off the win. Series is tied 1-1. We will get into some hockey predictions uh, talk, even though you know I know the series started um, earlier this week as a Mustang 5-0 goes past us. Um, I think I did pretty decent with the last round. Uh, you know, I, p- I picked the Capitals to lose the Islanders. I think I did pick Boston to lose, but they're playing. Um, but we'll get into that, as well as uh, our good f- former Philadelphia Eagle player, Nigel Brando, back in the news. Brings great joy to myself. Uh, I know a lot of you guys don't really probably care about his situation, but with what he said about us, karma's a bitch. So before we get into the show, head over to Twitter, follow us there at ST Sports Podcast, and actually just honestly just head over to the website, StayTunedSports.net. All the social links are there. The merch link is there for our T-shirts. Um, and if you want to be on the show, a good way to, to contact me is, is through there as well. So, like I said, NHL the, the next round has start this past uh, Monday, I believe. Um, we got Boston versus Tampa Bay, Dallas versus Colorado. Like I said at the top, New York, New York Islanders versus Philly, and Vegas versus Vancouver. Now, even though some of these games already started, the Boston um, Tampa Bay game is tied at one. The Dallas. 
uh, Colorado Avalanche is Dallas is up two games to none with the win today with the Flyers. That series is tied. And then the Vegas Vancouver is also tied. <clears throat> now, each actually, like one of these games, there's a little story behind it. Um, you know, like, for example, we'll start off with the Vegas Knights. Mark Andre Fleury, a little bit of goalie controversy going on there. And sound like this this may be it for flurry in vegas and I'll, i'm gonna touch on that a little bit a little bit after i get my picks kind of tied in with philly as well um doesn't sound like he's gonna be starting as much anymore uh for vegas with uh rob uh, liner being the goalie now but get my picks quick here Vegas over Vancouver. I've always liked Vegas ever since they came into the, the league. I think how they had the the draft, the expansion draft for that team, it was... I, I like it. Just because that the talent, you know, Vegas doesn't have to be at the bottom of, of the league for years and years and years till they built their talent pool. You know, year one, they were uh, very competitive. And here they, they still are. Um, Vancouver, they're good, but I don't think uh, they'll be able to pull it out against Vegas. I think Vegas is going to pull this out. Um, I'm going to say by game six, Vegas will uh, pull this out. Then Colorado versus Dallas. Dallas is up two games to none. I will never pick a Dallas team, whether it's Dallas Mavericks, Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Stars, I don't care. It's nothing against Dallas, it's just that I associate every Dallas team with the Cowboys, so I'm going with the Colorado Avalanche. Obviously, being down two games, none, they're going to probably have to go to a, a game six, but I, I'm going to say they'll pull it off in game seven. Boston versus Tampa Bay. This is a good series. Seems like Boston finally woke up a little bit after the whole round-robin Fiasco. Um, Tuca leaving the team due to worries about the, the COVID pandemic going on. And you can't blame him. I mean, he's worried about his family. He's got a couple of kids. You know, I can't, can't blame him for that. But he also may be done in Boston as well. Um, as far as this game here, I like Tampa Bay. You know, I think Boston is just too old. I think the window's closed on them. I really did think they were going to lose last round based off of how they played in the round robin. But I think Tampa Bay is just going to put up too many. Their, their offense is just too good, I think, for Boston. So I, I got Tampa Bay in six. And then, like I said, Philadelphia Flyers versus the Islanders. This is a tough matchup, and... Here is my reasoning behind it. New York Islanders head coach Barry Trotz, formerly of the Washington Capitals, which their head coach got fired because of back-to-back uh, -back first round bounces. Has when he when Barry Trotz coached the Capitals, he had the Flyers numbers. And I think that's quite possibly might happen here. Um game one just 
got the doors blown off of us. This game, we were up 3 nothing. It seemed like, you know, they kind of pissed us off you know, after game one. And come, jump out to a 3 nothing leave with Carter Hart in net, which I was surprised again. I mean, this is four or five straight games he's starting. Only to give up a 3 nothing lead, to tie it up, to have to go to overtime. All because our defensemen were giving Christmas gifts in our zone. Carter Hart's good. You know, we finally found a goalie to you know, uh, solidify that position. But he only could do so much. You got five other guys in front of you. The defense has to be smart. Can't be can't can't do pretty passes. Like uh Joel Faraby had definitely one, maybe two drop uh drop passes, and there was no one there. You gotta make sure you got people behind you coming up to be able to pick up that puck because all it takes is one of those and lights out game's over series over you go home if our defense can pick it back up like how they played in the round robin Kevin Hayes had two goals today um, Philip Myers stepped up as far as the game winning goal Sean Couturier scored. So hopefully those those the, the big names, Sean Couturier, um, Claude Giroux, he needs to get he needs to wake up. We need to get him going. Voracek was very good last series. Got to get those guys going. And then if the defense can pick their game up, I think we could pull this out. If the defense doesn't, Islanders by game six. Now, if the defense picks up for for Philly, I honestly think this is going to go a game seven. It's going to it's going to be a hard fought series. As far as my pick, my my, my final pick, gotta go with my Flyers. Always gotta back them. Um, the one goal that Carter Hart did give up today, he would make ten out of ten times, except for this one time. Well, so actually, it'd be nine out of ten times. It was, it was very, I think personally, I think it was a very easy goal he gave up. I think he needs it to get a break. I think we got to bring Brian Elliott in. Which brings me back to what I was talking about with uh, Flurry in Vegas being done. Brian Elliott, I believe, is done after this year with his contract. Do we try to bring Flurry in? And I also did see some rumors about Matt Murray or Tristan Jari possibly being traded this offseason. Do we try to trade for one of them? Get a very, very good, possibly young backup to help Hart out when he needs a break. You're not having that much of a talent drop off. So this offseason definitely is going to be interesting to see what direction the Flyers go with, with the goalie situation. Obviously, Hart is in there hopefully for the next 10 years, 15 years, however many years he wants to play. But that backup position is going to be a big role to fill. Sticking with uh, Philly sports talk and Philly teams being ousted in the playoffs very quickly... 76ers obviously have lost and were swept this past weekend, which brought about the change 
in their, their coach, uh, Brett Brown, being fired Monday. Everybody kind of saw it on the writing. Yeah, everybody saw it on the kind of writing. Everybody kind of saw the writing on the wall. And I know we don't, you know, whether it's me or Shoulders or King that's on here, um, we don't really cover NBA too much. But I do still follow him because we're Philadelphia. Just seemed like he got as much as he could possibly out of this team that he could do. Can a different coach get more out of them? We'll have to wait and see. But after seven seasons, Brett Brown has been fired as the Sixers head coach. And the future plan is Elton Brand will stay as the basketball operations overseeing it. But there is going to be change in the front office coming soon. Once Brett Brown was announced being fired, the rumor started. Ben Simmons being traded. Is Joel Embiidi being traded? I don't think they should. They're young. They're both young still. They're not at all old. I think if you could bring in another head coach that could really get the talent out of them and the supporting cast, I think you'd be okay. Now, let's say... Like one one of the rumored head coaches that they are going to be looking at is Ty Lue from um, the LA Clippers, the assistant, who won a championship with the Cavaliers in 2016. Granted, he did have LeBron James there, and Ben Simmons and Embiid is not LeBron James, but he's a good coach. So if you bring him in and you can't get more out of these two, well, maybe it is time. Maybe it is time to, to break up the band. Now, another name, as far as the head coach I saw on uh, Twitter, was Greg Popovich. Again, with the San Antonio Spurs, what was it, 20 some seasons straight with playoff appearances? So, obviously, I, I, I looks like they're going to go after someone that with uh, playoff experience, well known name. And if it came down to those two, I would probably honestly go after Greg Popovich instead. I know a lot of there's two or three other teams looking at Ty Lue, so it may be hard to get him to begin with. But Greg Popovich may be the better choice, in my opinion, to help get the Sixers over that hump because they've made the playoffs past two years so the talent is there it's just a matter of getting just a little bit more out of them so they can move on to the next round and hopefully championships so a little Eagles news moving into football here Nigel Bradham as you guys remember last week I talked about how his controversial statements about the Philadelphia Eagles and the Buffalo Bills saying how nice it is to finally Signed with a winning organization after his last two teams. Which, like I said last week, he won a Super Bowl ring with the with the Eagles. And he made the playoffs three times with the Buffalo Bills. So I'm not too sure what he's talking about. And then when he kind of recanted the statement, he said, Oh, well, I meant the 
the way Chip Kelly built this, you know, the organization, the feeling in there. It's a losing organization. But you signed with Doug Peterson. Well, later today, or earlier this week, Tuesday, the Saints have released him. Not even a month after they signed him. Now, the belief was when they signed him, he'd have a good chance to compete for the starting job. He was working behind the starters, Demario Davis, Alex Enzalon, and rookie third-rounder draft choice, Zach Bond. But could not clinch up that, that starting position. It's just so great to see karma coming back and biting him because is he a good player yeah he's he is a good player i wanted philly to to bring him back with how thin our linebacking core is and you know what after seeing one of our possible starters go down today with a, a knee injury i mean there's still a possible chance i don't know if they will it'll be interesting to see but I'm not sure how, you know, you're not going to go to the Patriots. So you may sign on to a losing team now, a losing organization. And how how great would Karma be if, if that did happen? But I just wanted to bring that story up because, like I said, it, I just had to laugh my ass off when I found that out. I'm like, man, not even three days after this statement came out about your, your what you said and you're already gone without a job. This next story, I know I will keep everybody listening. Not sure if you guys saw, but Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Minshew, the the starting quarterback there, sorry I had a brain fart for a second, um, has tag teamed up with Bud Light to give out free beer for fantasy football. And if you guys, I mean, it's probably on YouTube, but you gotta look for the 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 Minshew commercial. He's talking in the, in the mirror, trying to build himself up and, and kind of put down Matthew Barry because of his rankings. And it's about three four minutes long, but it's actually pretty funny. And at the end of it, he talks about how he teamed up with Bud Light. And what you gotta do is you pick him in the first round of your fantasy draft. Post a photo on social media with the hashtag Bud Light Minshew Draft and hashtag Sweepstakes to be entered into a drawing for a $20 prepaid gift card to buy Bud Light. To make it even better, if anyone wins their fantasy league with Minshew as their starting quarterback, they'll have a chance to win cash equivalent that can be used to purchase two cases of Bud Light per month for six months. Listen, I'm not a Bud Light fan, and I'm sorry, Bud Light, if you know, if you were going to sponsor us, but um, I'm drafting them. First pick overall. I mean, free beer. Why not? And you know what? I actually may even just buy a jersey of his too, because he went on to say that you know he plays fantasy football, and he actually had himself on his own team last year and even 
cut himself last year after Saints game because he played so badly. He was even quoted saying that, uh, you know, he doesn't know if he could lose twice in one week again because it was it was so bad. But Gardner Minshew still plays fantasy football. I wonder how that will work. If, if he drafts himself in the first round, wins the championship, is he eligible for the free beer? So all you got to do, like I said, is you draft him in the first round, take a picture of it, put it on social media with the hashtag Bud Light Minshew Draft and hashtag Sweepstakes to enter a chance. So before we go, talk a little UFC here. It was announced this past week, Amanda Nunez will be facing Megan Anderson for the featherweight belt. Uh, on December 12th location hasn't been determined yet a lot of people think that if Nunez beats Megan Anderson which she's going to open up as a heavy heavy favorite if she didn't already that they should shut down the featherweight uh, division I think just the opposite is going to happen do I think Megan Anderson is going to win? no you know, Manny Nunez is just too talented of a fighter to let her win. Granted, we saw that in Matt Serra versus GSP. I mean, stranger things have happened. That's why MMA is definitely one of the, the more entertaining sports because it's so unpredictable. Anybody could win at any time. But if Nunez wins, I honestly think she's going to be retired and walk away from the sport. Her and her girlfriend are expecting their first kid. She talked about retiring um, after her last fight or stepping away for some time. And I think if, if that were to happen, you can't shut down the division. Because now you, you have the division wide open, just like the whole John Jones situation. Gave up the light heavyweight belt, and I believe it opens up the division again. You know, you got Dominic Reyes fighting John for the... Um, uh, light heavyweight belt Anthony Rubble Johnson just re-entered the testing pool so he'll be back in February and, he, and from what I saw was he's going to be fighting in the light heavyweight division um, Lionheart Smith is fighting this weekend gets a win here maybe gets back on a, a run you know so I think it opens up the division if Manda Nunez retires Well, I'm not saying you know she has to retire, but I'm just saying if she wins and you know it would it'd be good. Go out on top, defending both your belts within what a year, year and a half. Conor McGregor said he was gonna do it and what has he done? Still waiting for that Habib fight that he's never gonna get. So like I said, UFC fight night this weekend. Anthony Smith versus Alexander Rakic is the main event. Co-main event, we have Robbie Lawler versus Neil Magny. That should be an interesting fight. Women's flyweight fight, Alexa Grasso, who was knocked out by Megan Anderson in the last fight, is fighting Jaiyeon Kim. Before then, we have Ricardo Lamas versus Bill Allegio. And then another light heavyweight rematch with Megomed 
Anakhaliv versus Ion Kudalaba. Now, starting with that fight, Kudalaba in that last fight says he was playing possum, and I kind of believe him. He got clipped by Magomed and knocked him down to the point that it did look like he was rocked, played possum, but once the ref called it off, he snapped out of it. And that's why I kind of think that. And I think that's why the UFC may have made this rematch. And as far as the stoppage, I think it was a good stoppage because the ref had to go off of what he saw. With how that fight started right before the bell rang with uh, Kudalaba going all the way across the ring and doing all that junk. I'm actually going to go with Megomed, uh, Megomed here. I think he's this time he's going to put him out. And I wouldn't even be surprised if uh, if he rocks him. He, he does a Dan Henderson and just drops a couple extra ones just to make sure. After that, Ricardo Lomas versus Bill Alejo. I'm going Ricardo Lomas here. Um, it's been around a while. Has the experience. Not sure if he's ever going to be able to get to the top of the division, but very entertaining fire, picking him. After those guys, we have a women's flyweight fight here, Alexa Grasso versus Jaiyeon Kim. I'm thinking Grasso here is going to bounce back. Kim is a, a, a tough opponent, but I'm going with Grasso for the win. Then the co-main event, Robbie Lawler versus Neil Magny. Both very good fighters. Robbie Lawler obviously is a, a legend. I just think it's his time. And I'm going with Neil Magny here. Again, if Lawler loses, depending on how he loses, if it's a, a decision, if it's a war, maybe give him another fight. But if it's a brutal beatdown, maybe it's time to, to hang him up. And then the main event, Anthony Smith versus... Alexander, I'm going to go Anthony Smith here. Now, we all remember his last fight against Glover Teixeira. Spitting teeth out. Teixeira saying, I'm sorry, but I got to do this. I think he bounces back, and he has that personality that you, you want to root for. And I hope he gets on a winning streak here to compete for the light heavyweight belt. Yeah, so that's going to be it for this week. Um, if you guys want to uh, follow me over on Twitter, ST Sports Podcast, I may be live tweeting actually during the Flyers game tomorrow. Um, not sure if I'll be on for fight night. Got some family plans to do that. But find all our social media contacts over at staytunesports.net. Like and share all our YouTubes, Facebook, all that stuff. And make sure you guys subscribe. Subscribe to Spotify, iTunes, wherever you guys listen to us. So, till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.